Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hey, thanks for being here again this week on the Healing at the Speed of Light podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree, and I'm your host again today. And I was sent a very interesting research study not that long ago, and It's an animal study, so I've been kind of hesitant to explore it a lot because I like to focus on human studies. This is really about using, you know, this podcast is really about using light in human healthcare. Um, But a lot of what we know about healthcare for humans is based on animal models and animal studies. That's kind of forming the foundation of a lot of what we know because it's a lot easier to study things on animals without some of the ethical problems that come along with human studies and simply too because animals don't really have that placebo effect that we have to worry about with humans the placebo effect being that you know if you think something is happening if you think you're being given a medication the brain is very powerful and it can a lot of times create changes in the body even if that medication is actually a placebo a sugar pill uh, a sham treatment so you know the veterinary studies animal studies, I think, do have, uh, in some cases, a lot of application to learning more about something for a human model. And that's really kind of what got my attention with this particular study. Uh, The study's title is High Power Laser Therapy Improves Healing of the Equine Suspensory Branch in a Standardized Lesion Model. This is published in September of 2020 in Frontiers in Veterinary Science. And let's break that title down just a little bit before we move on. High-power laser therapy, so we're talking about a class 4 laser or high-intensity laser, uh, but not doing any burning or cutting or you know destroying any tissues, but high-power laser therapy. And then it improves the healing of an equine suspensory branch, which is a, a ligament in a horse. In a standardized lesion model, that just means that they had all the same exact injury in all these different horses. I'll explore this study with you a little bit here because what they say in this study is that from a comparative physiological point of view, the composition and biomechanical function of this distal suspensory branch in a horse shows great similarities with the Achilles tendon in humans. Therefore, the results of the current study can, at least to some degree, be extrapolated to the human Achilles tendon. So. This is pretty great because most of the time when we're looking at Achilles tendon injuries and Achilles tendon tears, which is, of course, that tendon on the back of your ankle, when we're looking at that, these are really widely varied injuries, right? They, they happen differently in every case. Each human case is different. And so getting kind of a really uh, objective look at how well healing can take place in any kind of human injury there's always a lot of variables that are difficult to control for. You know, what about the weight of the person, their strength, their history of conditioning and training, their athletic performance background, their day-to-day tasks. You know, how much are they having to use their feet, be up on their feet and use that Achilles tendon? There's all these different variables, and this is much easier to look at uh, in an animal model where you can really control all these variables much better. In addition, you get rid of that placebo effect. So the information that we gain from a study like this one is pretty solid. It's hard to argue with because there's just a lot of control of all these other factors. So let's go ahead and talk about how these researchers set this study up. Because the setup 
I think will give you some trust in the results, if I can describe it just briefly. Um, what they did is they took 12 horses and they created a ligament tear in this kind of Achilles type ligament. Um, what they did is they actually cut into the ligament and they used an abrasive tool to kind of ream out a big section of this ligament. And before you feel too bad for the horses, they were under anesthesia. And a lot of times you can have ligament tears and injuries without really any pain. There's not a lot of sensory nerves in these tendons. And, and then so in a lot of human cases too, where you have a, a, an Achilles injury, many times it happens gradually and is somewhat painless until it starts to get inflamed. So the first step, they took these horses, they created this injury within the tendon, they closed them back up, you know, make sure they're nice and clean, bandaged them up, and then they started doing weekly and monthly ultrasounds on these injuries. Because an ultrasound can be used to measure soft tissue, uh, soft tissue tears and soft tissue pathology. And we expect this to change over time as the injury either progresses or gets better, right? And what they say is that an initial phase of lesion or tear enlargement, so the tear actually is expected to get bigger initially, should be followed by a phase in tear size reduction where it starts to get better. Right? That's what we actually expect in a lot of Achilles injuries as well because people keep using it most of the time and so it a lot of times will continue to kind of unravel or tear further and a lot of times even if somebody's pretty careful on it. But then after that initial phase of it kind of getting bigger or looking bigger on the ultrasound, it's supposed to be followed by a repair phase and that can take sometimes months. So they actually evaluated these, some of these horses for about six months to see how the progression of tendon and ligament repair could happen. But they didn't just stare at these horses and wait for them to get better. They actually used a laser starting the day after the tear was made in this ligament and they used a high power multi-frequency laser. So that's several different colors of infrared and red light. Uh, with a maximum output of 15 watts. It's got, f this particular laser has four different wavelengths between 635 and 980 nanometers. So that's visible red and invisible near infrared as well, which is very, very common for light therapies. Those wavelengths sound about right. And in each horse, laser therapy was applied every day uh, on two of the lesions, on two of these tears, because they actually did injure all four of the legs on these horses for research purposes, but only lasered two of them. So that way they could compare, right? And this is another place where it really is good to be using animal models rather than human models, because you know we're not gonna try and tear a person's both Achilles and then just try and fix one. So when we're really looking at how well can laser therapy work for repair, in this case, they did induced tears in all four of the limbs, but then they only lasered two of them. And they started the day after surgery, and then they did it every day for four weeks straight. So that's 28 treatments all back to back. Each laser treatment took about 20 minutes, which I'm gonna say is a fairly long treatment. This is probably a fairly high dose, although we don't really know exactly because they didn't give us the exact specifications. But while they were doing this, they continued to ultrasound these horses every week, and then uh, every month, once we got past the first month, and they also exercised them. They took these horses out every day and they had them walking and trotting. And if the horses started to limp, they would just stop. But they made sure they did this every day to kind of simulate the action of, you know, not just total rest, but actually using these injured regions while trying to rehab them. 
And so what they saw is that the laser therapy significantly improved the healing of these suspensory branch ligament lesions, these ligament tears, and that the expected post-surgery enlargement of how big these tears were was significantly lower in the laser group. So like I said earlier, when we have a tendon tear like this, we expect it to actually kind of grow in size over the first little acute period before it stabilizes and then starts to shrink as it heals. But in the groups uh, that were getting laser, the tear actually did not expand as much. So that tells us that getting laser therapy on these tears quickly can actually prevent them from getting as large. And then also, it significantly improved the healing speed of the lesions more over the long term. And also, the Doppler signal on the ultrasound was significantly increased in the laser treatment group. And what that means is that we had more blood flow in there. That increased signal, they say, is seen during the acute and proliferative phase of tendonitis and is considered a sign for active tendon healing. So not only did these tears not get as big when they were using laser therapy, but they saw more indications on the ultrasound that there was active healing and regeneration of these ligaments going on, which is a big deal when you're talking about trying to heal a tendon or heal a ligament tear. And not only did they use the ultrasound to evaluate these tendon tears and how well they're healing, but they actually did an MRI as well and confirmed the same findings. The laser therapy treated groups were healing much, much more quickly and more completely than the groups that did not have laser therapy. So what are the takeaways here? Well, a couple of things. First, when you have an Achilles tendon injury, you need to get off of it and you need to get it evaluated because in many cases, it will continue to get worse over the next several weeks. The other thing is potentially, based on what we're seeing here, there's good evidence that laser therapy could minimize the additional tearing of the ligament and actually speed up the healing process. Ultrasound's a great tool for that. MRI's just fine too. Uh, ultrasound's usually cheaper and easier to have performed. So in my clinical experience, what we like to do is get that ultrasound right away so we can see how bad the Achilles tendon is injured. And then we follow up with it again at the two, three, four week mark and make sure that it's healing quite well. I had a case of this very recently where a gal tore the Achilles tendon. It was about a 50% tear. Uh, it wasn't real bad, but it was about half of the tendon was torn up. We did laser therapy with that, and then we did another ultrasound. I think it was right about the three-week mark, and most of that tear was healed up, which is a great thing to see. Now, this person was very careful with the way that she was, uh, you know, active. She was using crutches and some bracing to keep from, you know, overexerting that tendon. So I think that helps a lot too. And that's our other takeaway is that even with laser therapy, you still have to behave like you've got an injury. You can't keep running or skiing or doing things that are going to strain that because it absolutely can create a further ongoing problem. Now, if you're dealing with an Achilles tendon problem yourself, I'd highly encourage you to look at laser therapy, but do make sure you get a good thorough evaluation. Some imaging is not a bad idea. An x-ray is not going to really show anything. An ultrasound is a great tool. An MRI is a great tool. An x-ray is sometimes needed just to make sure that the joint itself looks okay, just based on what kind of injury you're dealing with. But making sure you get a good evaluation first before you do any kind of treatment is, is very good. Next is that you can't just keep being active on many of these ligament and tendon injuries, or they can definitely keep getting worse. 
So even if you're getting treatment and it's working well, many times your provider is going to tell you to lay off of using that leg or that wrist or wherever your tear is, you know, you're going to have to stop using that injured region so that it doesn't continue to worsen. And then lastly, you've got to make sure that the laser therapy treatment or the light therapy treatment you're getting is going to be effective. It needs to be in the red to near infrared wavelength in that spectrum. It can't be blue light or green light. Uh, and it needs to be enough light. It has to be high powered enough to get into those tissues and stimulate that healing response that we expect to see. If you would like more information on this or you're trying to find someone to help out with an Achilles or a tendon injury near you, you can go to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can click on the Our Clinics button. That'll take you to a map where you can see who might be near you. If you can't find somebody near to you, uh, there's a form on there where you can submit uh, your information and we'll try and find someone near you that might have at least the right equipment uh, and so you can hopefully get evaluated and get some light therapy done. We are absolutely champions of light therapy here at Laser Therapy Institute. So you'll know that any LTI clinics you see have the right tools, the right training, and the right settings to make a difference. Now that's not to guarantee you any results, right? I'm not offering medical advice here, but for your best chances, an LTI clinic is definitely the best choice you can find those again at our website, or if you want to get a hold of us and get you some help in finding someone near you, if we don't have a clinic near you, you can email us info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. Thanks very much. I'll catch you here next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.